Hey everybody, it is election day and welcome back to Passing Judgment. I'm your host, Jessica Levinson. We have our co-host, Joe Armstrong. We're going to do some special episodes today for a special day and we're going to talk through some things to expect today and we're going to talk a little bit about how we're feeling and Joe, welcome. Are you in fetal position? First question. Uh, no, but I did buy a very expensive bottle of scotch. Win or lose, or perhaps draw, it's going to get me through the day and the night one way or another. And it has been 1,456 days since the last presidential election. That was November 8th, 2016. Seems like a billion years to me, Jessica. Where were you back then? I know you were doing media back then too, right? I was doing media. I remember walking into a local TV station, actually the same station that I'm going to be on tonight, uh, the local CBS in Los Angeles. And I remember we kind of had a discussion of, well, this will probably be an early night. And, you know, at what point will it be clear that Hillary Clinton wins? You know, like, as I said, it's I didn't have a little egg on my face. I had like a full omelet with a side of potatoes on my face. And I wasn't alone, certainly, but I think that's why a lot of Democrats, independents, people who oppose the president have some real PTSD today because the polls look fairly good for Vice President Biden, but there's so much uncertainty. Uh, there's likely to be so much litigation. And can we trust the polls? There was a real a funny cartoon I saw last night, and it was a kid walking into his parents' room, and he said, I had a nightmare the polls were wrong. And then, he, and then you can kind of see him walking out of the room. Do you remember where you were? I do remember exactly where I was. I was producing a radio program here in Los Angeles, and it was at that point our show was a very early morning show. So I got up in the dark and rolled into work. And if you would have asked me four years ago, I would have said that Hillary Clinton, former Secretary of State, former First Lady, was going to eke out a very narrow victory because it was just incomprehensible to me that enough people could walk into a voting booth and cast a vote for Donald Trump and say, that is my man. But we all learned. We all got eggs on our faces of all kinds, ostrich eggs, potato salad, mustard, uh, perhaps some viscera, too. But it was a very, very interesting night. And I think the thing to remember is that the people on the winning side, the Trump people, were just as surprised as we were. But now they have the courage of their convictions four years later. And now he is their man for re-election. So let's dive into Election Day 2020. And like Jessica said, stick with us. We're going to give you a few of these updates throughout the afternoon and into the evening as we find holes in Jessica's busy media schedule. So Jessica, launch us into this for us. One of the things I've been asked about a lot this morning already is, and let's just take a step back and say it what we're talking about is somewhat surreal. I mean, we're talking about things like what if one of the presidential candidates declares victory without any reason to do so? I'm being asked about civil unrest. We're talking about what if a presidential candidate leaves post-election litigation that, again, might not have any legal basis. And this is going to sound like a partisan comment. It's not. This is not a comment about my view on taxes or the environment or criminal justice. This is a comment about the rule of law and the type of country that we want to have. And so I know we need to dive in, but I do think it's important to take these moments and say, we don't usually talk about things like this the day of the election. We usually say it's going to be close. What's going to happen? Not will the president of the United States agree to leave? So question number one, Joseph, what if the president of the United States tonight says, I won. Thanks for having me. We have another four-year term, 
and I'm going to be the only person who can make this country great again. What happens? Should we talk about it? We should. And keep in mind, too, this is a man who questioned the results of an election that he won. So if anyone out there thinks that he is not going to question the results of this election, I have, as they say, a bridge to sell them in the middle of the desert. We may be moving to the middle of the desert, let's be honest, Joe. So what happens is it has the same legal effect as me saying I'm a unicorn or I'm the queen of Los Angeles. It has no legal effect, meaning the president of the United States gets out there and he says, looks really good. Uh, We won. I've been reelected. There's no legal consequence that attaches to that. So it has always been the case that we continue to count ballots after election night. It's not always the case that it changes as a result for the presidential election, but the idea that you should toss validly cast ballots just because you haven't counted them by midnight on election day truly is just lunacy. And we're not talking about ballots that are arriving late. We're talking about ballots that have been cast, that arrived, but just nobody's had time to count them yet. That's an utterly baseless reason for failing to continue to count. And it does sometimes change the results of, for instance, local elections. Now, we've talked about this a little bit before. There's nothing wrong with that. In fact, there's everything right with it. It means that we are taking the time to accurately count ballots. Why we would prize speed over accuracy, it just truly makes no sense. But what does it get President Trump if he declares victory, he changes the narrative. So it's legally, there's no basis behind it, but he's able to say, I won. And then whatever Vice President Biden does, he just looks like a sore loser. And that's one of the things that I worry about for tonight. Right. And Jessica, I'd like to go on the record and say that one of my hobbies, I've, I've always fancied myself as a writer for the satirical newspaper, The Onion, which is also online. And I'd come up with what I call faux onion headlines. And my one that I came up with this morning, which I wish I'd come up with two days ago because I could have sold it to The Onion, perhaps, is the headline would read, Donald Trump declares victory two days before Election Day, which is a satirical take on what uh, feels like is sort of inevitable today. Maybe we'll find out later today. And at this point, I want to jump in and give some nuts and bolts lists of states here. So this is going to get bogged down perhaps for just a second. But these are very, very important because this is going to play into when we hear results tonight. In 17 states, the following states, the rules for 2020, or sometimes some of those rules are specific to this year, some are statutes, they allow for the absentee or mail-in ballots to begin counting before Election Day. So they've already been counting those. And those are Arizona, Colorado, Delaware, Florida, Hawaii, Iowa, Kansas, Louisiana, Maryland, Montana, Nebraska, Nevada, New Jersey, North Carolina, Oklahoma, Oregon, and Texas. Now, you may, listening closely, have determined there's a couple swing states in there. So that's a very key facet because you'll get those results sooner than other ones. In the following 16 states, these same statutes or same rules, they allow counting of these absentee and mail-in ballots to be counted on Election Day before polls close. They are Alabama, Arkansas, Georgia, Indiana, Michigan, Ohio, Pennsylvania, South Carolina, Tennessee, Utah, Virginia, West Virginia, Wisconsin, Wyoming, and Vermont. So handful of swing states in there as well. And last but not least, not leaving the rest of these states out, these are the states, and this is very important because this is going to play very strongly into how the election results are tallied this year. None of the following states can even start counting their ballots until after the polls close. So that's this evening on Election Day tonight. And those are Alaska, California, 
Idaho, Illinois, Kentucky, Maine, Massachusetts, Minnesota, Mississippi, Missouri, New Hampshire, New Mexico, New York, North Dakota, Rhode Island, South Dakota, and Washington. So I know that's a lot of stuff and that's a lot of information, but it's very, very important to keep those things in mind as we count these results. So sorry to kind of take us on that side turn, Jessica. I just thought it was important that we put some context on top of that. No, I don't think it was a side turn. I think it was taking the main route, which is it's really important to remember that our elections are a patchwork of laws and that every state has different rules for uh, when you can register and when you can vote provisionally, when the votes will start to be counted. Um, so I'm glad that you ran us through that. And we will. Um, I will drop into this episode description some links that people can go to for a little bit more information on that. But again, it's really important to look at what each state allows. Think about, for instance, if you're in Pennsylvania, you don't start counting until I think either the day of or the day before. And so the results will be skewed towards the people who are voting in person. And that's likely to be uh, more Republicans. I think, again, that's another reason why President Trump wants to declare victory early. And then he's been saying, of course, the quiet part out loud. And that's why he wants to say, well, there's something wrong if the results change. And of course, that's not true at all. Uh, where should we go next, Joe? Should we go to civil unrest, refusal to leave? Which door should we enter next? Well, before we get away from Trump declaring premature victory, let's talk a little bit. Do you see any kind of scenario in which Biden concedes early for the good of the country, for the good of civil unrest, which will take us into our next thing? But do you see any world in which that happens? I don't in the short term. I mean, we're, again, in the land of hypotheticals, but I think that Vice President Biden really has learned from what happened in Bush v. Gore. And this was 20 years ago. Not all our listeners might remember, but um, Vice President Al Gore essentially prematurely conceded. And he then had to call back and say, sorry, just kidding. It looks like I could still win. And in fact, he absolutely could have still won. And it just so hurt him politically and psychologically because he was tagged as the loser. And I think that it would make all the sense of the world for Vice President Biden, again, depending on the circumstances, to say, one, I'm not conceding anything until every vote that was validly cast is counted. And two, if there is litigation, to say, we don't have final decisions from the courts yet. Why on earth would I concede this election? And he needs to be really careful because he doesn't have a, frankly, a typical opponent. So I could see him conceding, you know, many, many steps away from today. But in the short term, I think it would be a huge mistake. And here's a point of discussion. I'm curious to know what you think of this. I was discussing this with my special lady friend last night. Do you see in any realm Donald Trump conceding at all. I've watched him run the country now for four years. I we knew it as a reality TV star and a real estate magnet before that. So I have a hard time imagining him going onto a dais and saying the types of things that a normal losing presidential candidate would say, which is for the good of the country. We hoped we were going to win. We fought a long campaign, but they eventually ruled victorious. And now it's important for everyone to line up behind this person because we must all move forward as a country. Like, I can't hear those words in Trump's voice in the least. I don't hear those words, but do we hear different words that amount to a concession? I, maybe. I mean, you know, the words would be 
we didn't lose, we won, but the whole system is stacked against us. It was rigged, it was stolen, it's corrupt, there was fraud. You know, I'm going to go, I can't stay here anymore. I can do more good if I start my own TV station. So I could envision different words that have the same effect, which is a concession, but it is a real concern, which again is unique in modern American history, that we have a president of the United States who might not leave. Now, remember, his lease is up if he loses at noon on Wednesday, January 20th, 2021. At that point, it doesn't matter if he concedes or not. He's done. And the Secret Service essentially turns to him and says, you know, we can do this the easy way or the hard way. To me, the more interesting question will be, does the Republican establishment and does his administration just abandon him at a certain point? Does it become clear that there is no path to victory, either by counting ballots, failing to count ballots, or in election litigation? At that point, I don't think he has a lot of options yet. And my firm hope, Joe, is that we spare the country, again, if we're in this position, we spare the country as much hurt as possible. Because as Americans, we really should be proud of our history of a peaceful transfer of power. And I hope that we continue to have that pride um, throughout this election and if there's a transition throughout the transition. Yep. This is a man who has shattered norms all the way along. It will be very, very interesting to see if he, in fact, does lose, how he will handle, perhaps other than the Super Bowl, the biggest L in your column in the world. So it's going to be curious to see. So what's uh, what about what are things we should be concerned about today on Election Day? We've talked about concessions. We have talked about <laughs> victory speeches. What about civil unrest? We've kind of touched upon that in our Election Nightmares episode. What's the concern there other than the obvious ones? Yeah, I think there's two more things that I'd like to tell people. One, I, I really want people to know that if they're in line at a polling place, even when the polling place closes, you have a legal right to cast your ballot. So stay in line. And related to that, if you're in a polling place and you think you have a right to vote and there's a poll worker who maybe doesn't understand or is giving you a bit of a hard time, ask to vote provisionally. Don't let it go. This isn't the moment to just say, excuse me, I'm sorry, thank you. This is the moment to uh, say, I have a right to vote and I want to exercise that right to vote. So that's bucket number one. Bucket number two is that we've seen reports that there are a record number of Americans buying guns. Uh, a number of cities are boarded up, words I never thought I'd say on election day. A number of cities and localities are on tactical alert. So the thing I want people to remember is that our Local and state officials do have the authority and discretion and obligation to keep us safe, and that starts with local law enforcement. We hope it doesn't come to that, but they are on alert, and that is the first step in terms of protecting us. And we do want to, of course, remind people that it is entirely possible that we may not know the results tonight. We're used to knowing the results. That's just a custom. It's not based in the law. And it's hard because we've waited so long, but we do just need to be patient and let the process play out. So, Jessica, before we go, finish your uh, Where Were You in 2016 story. You said that you were at a news organization, and then what happened? Well, uh, then, of course, we ended up not 
calling it an early night because President Trump won, surprising many of us. And I do remember the newscaster, Dave Bryan, who I'll be on with again tonight, turned to me sometime around, let's say, 10 at night. And he said, Jessica, what's going to happen to the federal judiciary? What's going to happen to the Supreme Court? And uh, I haven't played the clip back ever, but I do, I think, turn a different shade of uh, what the color I typically am. I think I'm closer to green or aqua because, again, something that, Joe, you and I have been talking about for months now, the federal judiciary matters so much. Who gets to appoint our judges? It's so important. I remember that was one of the first moments where I started playing through all of the implications of a Trump presidency. Um, And, uh, you know, now we're hopefully better educated. um, And hopefully we've had a lot of civics lessons as a result of what happened. I know that going forward in the podcast, we're going to talk about some ways that our country has changed over the last four years and some solutions that we have and a great lineup of guests have uh, going forward for what we can do about it, regardless of who wins. Absolutely, Jessica. This is America, where all of your dreams and nightmares can come true. So don't forget there are two sides to that coin. In my own personal media story, I was producing a radio show, an early show, as I said, And uh, so I got home in time to watch the results start tumbling in from the eastern seaboard, from the flyover states, as they love to be called. I come from one of those states, so I get it. I know those people. Lovely people. So I got home, settled in. I had a friend come over. We expected a narrow Clinton victory, but it was far from certain. And as soon as they started to call those bigger states, the Michigan, I think, was the thing, Pennsylvania, when they started to fall for Trump, we knew the reality was not going to be pretty for some of us. And here we are, four years later, 1,400-some days later. Donald Trump's been president for four years, running for re-election. And uh, now I'm producing a podcast with you. So happy to be doing so, Jessica. And come back, everybody. We're going to do a few more of these throughout the course of the day and into the evening. Try to ride this strange bus all the way through to its conclusion, wherever it takes us. That is so aptly put. Listeners, I think at this point, you know where to find us. And we will talk to you in a few hours. Bye.